Hi everyone, this is Cameron Potts, VP of Corporate Communications at Deluxe, and we're here for another episode of Solutions Exchange by Deluxe. We have not been able to have uh, public events, so we haven't been able to be out and have a face to the public like we typically would. Those events are also fundraising opportunities for the rescue. And of course, when you don't have that face to face, you're not getting dropped in the donation box. So it's been a little bit challenging. Well, hello, everybody. This is Cam Potts, VP of Corporate Communications for Deluxe, and we're doing another one of our Solutions Exchange podcasts. Uh, today, we're going to um, shift gears and talk about a little bit of a different uh, vein. Uh, we've been talking a lot about small businesses and uh, talking with entrepreneurs, and today we're going to talk to um, Kim Laher, Kim Laher um, who is uh, with our team at um, uh, Safeguard, which is part of Deluxe, where she's worked for three years. Uh, Kim is based in the Dallas area, um, and what we're going to talk about today is that Kim donates a significant amount of time uh, working as president for the I Am Dog Rescue, an organization that finds home for abandoned dogs of all breeds. Um, this rescue is a no-kill and non-profit organization, and the animals are matched with foster families to care for them and get ready to be adopted into their uh, forever home. So uh, living this mission, Kim also has five dogs of her own, and you know, we're excited to talk to you, Kim, about, uh, you know, about what you do both for Safeguard and for um, uh, for I Am Dog Rescue. So thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited too. Awesome. So uh, before we get into the dog rescue, why don't you tell us, um, you know, you're a marketing strategy lead for Safeguard. Um, what do you do for, for Deluxe and Safeguard? And, um, you know, what's, what's work been like in the, the last few months as we're working through this pandemic? Yeah, you know, I think just like everyone in our organization, it's been really busy and we've been working really hard to make sure we have good information for customers and letting them know that we're here for them. I work in the marketing department. Safeguard is actually a franchise division of Deluxe and we have advisors all the United States in local communities working with businesses there in the community and providing marketing online solutions for them and uh, selling different things that Deluxe has to offer. And so uh, on the marketing side, I put together information for customers, things that our distributors or franchisees can use to go out and market to the customer. And I typically work with uh, a specific group of those distributors to sell into uh, maybe larger accounts or program accounts. And uh, I usually work directly with them. So, uh, and I um, really enjoy working with the Safeguard group. It's a great group of people uh, and uh, a great division of Deluxe. Awesome. Well, we're glad we're glad to have you here. And and, and um, you know, we're not here today to talk about uh, Safeguard. We wanted to talk about what you do outside of that. And so, why don't you tell us about um, you know I am Dog Rescue and how you got involved with that? Yeah, I have been working with I am Dog Rescue for about five years now. I had actually been on a board of directors for a local water utility and met the founder of the Red there at the utility. And uh, he knew a little bit of my background being in marketing. And so he asked me to join the board of directors for I Am Dog Rescue. They were getting started. It was just a brand new organization at the time. And they were hoping to have someone that could help with social media 
other things. And uh, I love dogs. I've been involved in uh, dog rescue in some way, shape or form for a long time. And so I agreed and joined the group and have been with them for the most part ever since. I took a break uh, for a little while, a, a couple of years ago, but um, joined the board again a couple of years after that and uh, have been with them ever since. So uh, it was a uh, it was fun uh, adventure to start with, and it's gotten more and more challenging and uh, really more rewarding ever since. So, Kim, uh, tell us a little bit about you know all life seems to have changed the last few months, and uh, I'm sure the same is uh, is true for dog rescue. Um, I've also heard a lot of people are like you know this has been the perfect time to you know get a new dog because you know people are home <laughs> they want something to do at, at at their house but how how have things changed for the dog rescue that you work with? You know it, it's been a challenging time. We have been very blessed with adopters and we've had some new fosters come on board where they take in the dogs and and keep them until they find their forever home. Um, but it's been challenging too. We have not been able to have. Uh, public events, you know, a lot of the community events that we typically participate in, like in neighborhoods, uh, school events, things like that, where they're just not having them. And so we haven't been able to be out and have a face to the public like we typically would. Those events are also fundraising opportunities for the rescue. And of course, when you don't have that face to face, you're not getting dropped in the donation box. And so it's been a little bit challenging. Um, we have had uh, several people come forward and offer to foster, like I mentioned, and, and that's been really wonderful. And you're right, it's, it's people that I've seen, even my friends, I've seen people that uh, they want company while they're at home right now. And so they've gone and either they're fostering, which is wonderful, or they've adopted a dog either from their local rescue or uh, from a shelter. And so it's it's been a little bit challenging, though, from even our process standpoint. Uh, you know, when we do an adoption, we do a home check typically. That's one of the things that that we require. We go in and we make sure that the the dog is going to have a safe environment and that the yard is secure and and those types of things. And and now we try to stay out of people's homes. You know, we don't want to go in and and uh, uh, make anybody nervous. And so we're using video a lot more than we have in the, in the past. We have people sending us videos of their yards videos of their home environment, even videos of them interacting with their current dogs and, and, and pets. And so that's been new for us. Um, and then, you know, another thing that we're doing too is we're using electronic payments. So we have not uh, typically done that. We've been a lot of paper. We do signed agreements and we have taken cash or checks in the past. But currently we're really trying to stick to online payment, uh, payments for adoption fees and also using online forms for people to, to use our um, sign our adoption agreement and, and make sure they've got all of the information that they need about the dog that they're adopting. So it has changed. It's been challenging. But like I said, we've been very blessed to have several adoptions here so far this year and, and uh, been able to get some dogs into their forever homes. And they're very happy and families are happy. And it's wonderful that everybody has a lot of time to spend together right now since most people are still at home. Yeah, and, and you bring up a couple of good points that I want to touch on, but, um, you know, a lot of people forget that nonprofits like yours are, are a lot like small businesses, and we've been talking to a lot of small businesses the last few months about the need to pivot and change the way they do things. So you've done the same thing. You know, you're not able to do the in-person adoption events. Um, you know, you're working with uh, doing all the paperwork and everything online. Um have, have you found that uh, people who who are adopting the pets have, have been um, you know, just as, as 
as easy to to make this change as you uh, as you would have hoped to in this time? You know, it has been pretty easy. Uh, the transition, anyway, has been pretty easy for us. I think, for the most part, we have new people that haven't adopted before and so they weren't really aware of the process we do explain to them that our home check has changed and we're not typically going to walk into their home and um, we have had some people invite us in but we we try not just to do that and um, it's it's just been a little bit different but people have gone with it and gone with the flow and it's been a really easy transition for our group um, you also mentioned about fundraising and you know folks would probably forget you know they, they think that your whole sort of nonprofit business model is, you know, here's a pet, you adopt it, you pay the fee and that's it. But, but fundraising is a huge part of any nonprofit. Have you um, made changes or, or done like email outreach, things like that to, to try to make sure you're still getting donations? We have. We've had to adjust a little bit. Uh, we've actually brought on, um, example, we brought on a new partner called uh, Cuddly.com, which is a cute name. Um, but Cuddly does fundraising for rescues. They have an online solution. And so we've joined that group. That's not something that we had done before. And we are looking more at Facebook donations and PayPal donations and getting the word out through our network of supporters and asking them to share even more than we ever have before in order to try and reach more people through that network uh, that we already have. And so it's been tough though. You know, one thing with rescue is there's always something happening that's unexpected. You know, a dog gets sick or something happens. And a good example is we have a dog actually going to the vet today. He's having surgery. Um, he had a torn ACL and that surgery is over $3,000 and that's something that's unexpected. And so for nonprofits right now that don't have large budgets, it's a little bit more difficult when you're trying to raise those funds. You know, can't really have an on-site fundraiser or a silent auction or something like that that you may have been able to do in the past. And so we are relying very heavily on, on electronic communication and using our social media network to try and get the word out a little bit further than maybe we have before. So Kim, as, as you know, president of this organization, um, what, what does that entail for you? And you know, how many hours are you donating, say, a week to, um, to this nonprofit? Um, you know, I'm really involved right now. We have brought in a group of dogs. Sometime maybe it started last year, but over the last few months, we've brought in a large group of dogs and I've been pretty involved with transport and, and doing things like that. But right now I, I spend a lot of hours. My, uh, I would say probably half of my, my non-work hours are, are spent with the rescue, just processing paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork for, <laughs> for profits that is a little surprising, but uh, there's a ton of processes and systems and things that we have to put together in order to one, make sure we're tracking information properly and tracking the dogs properly and making sure they're getting everything that they need on a regular basis, um, but also our donor database and making sure we're communicating and um, social media. So we have a really good group of volunteers. We have a really strong board of directors. Uh, so we have a really, really great support network. But I spend a lot of hours each week uh, just making sure that we're communicating properly and, and getting everything out. And and again, trying to fundraise. <laughs> you know, we spend a lot of time to fundraise. So, um, but that's where the time's going right now. Yeah. Um, are you? So we, we mentioned a little bit about you know maybe more people are looking at adopting. But are you seeing a greater need? Like, are you bringing in as uh, more more dogs now than maybe um, you would have at this time of the year? You know, we would actually like to be bringing in more. Um, we have a lot of 
we call them surrenders. So somebody wanting to surrender or rehome their dog. We've had more requests than we've been able to accommodate, unfortunately, but it's been rough. We've had people that have lost their jobs and they don't have where for the dog to go when they're, you know, having to move. And so it's been very challenging, but we, we would like to have more fosters. That's the only way that we're able to bring in a new dog is if we have a foster. Available. And of course we want to make sure we've got some funds loosened up and make sure that we can support the animal. But um, we've had more requests for surrenders than we've been able to, to bring in, but we have brought in some, we have a brand new dog joining the rescue today and uh, we've been able to help where we can. And we're also helping other rescues and other shelters. So, you know, if they have a need and we're able to accommodate that, then we'll bring the dog in and, and help them out. So it's a, it's a really nice support network and a really nice um, group to be in here in the Dallas area. Everybody's pretty friendly and, and non-competitive. We want to make sure we're helping the animals more than anything. So uh, we try to network in that group as well. If somebody wants to surrender a dog and we can't take it in, we try to network to other groups and see if we can help them out that way. Yeah, that's great. Cause I would, I would imagine in a, you know, um, a metropolitan area as large as Dallas that they're, you know, this is happening kind of all over the, the community and, and being able to work together to meet the needs, um, no matter what the, the, the shelter is or, or the adoption service is, is, is probably really important um, to, to everybody involved. Yeah, and I think it's it's been a little rough to do some of the shelters, especially in the smaller areas. When we had a pandemic hit earlier this year and, and even since then, uh, they were reluctant to take in owner surrenders because they weren't having people come into the adoption center, come into the shelter. And so that made it a little more difficult for people who were in a, in a space where they needed to, or in a situation where they needed to surrender a dog or rehome a dog. They were out of options if their local shelter couldn't take them in. And so that's where rescues can come in and help. Um, and that we had a couple like that where we were able to help the owner bring a dog in uh, because the shelter wasn't able to at the time. So uh, yeah, we, we all work together. We try to anyway. <laughs> That's good. Well, one, of, one of the things that uh, Deluxe does uh, that, um, you know, outside of our our company, most people would know is, you know, we, we really encourage our employees to do things to give back to the community, such as what you're, you're doing with Iron Dog Rescue. And this year we released our, our volunteer time off um, and your uh, from what I understand, you're you're holding on to this for an event that you're going to be doing in Texas. Um, you want to tell a little bit about this special fundraising event that you're working on? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. This is uh, North Texas Giving Day, which is a huge day of giving in the North Texas area. And I was really excited when Deluxe announced the volunteer time off because I, I knew immediately that I would be able to use it for this day. Um, North Texas Giving Day is in September. Typically, we have uh, September 17th is set up this year. And this is for a lot of smaller nonprofits in the Dallas area. This is the single biggest fundraising day of the year. And it's no difference. Uh, no different for I Am Dog Rescue. So last year we raised almost $8,000, which is huge for a group as small as ours. And last year, North Texas Giving Day raised over $50 million entire area for the participating nonprofits. So it's a huge day. It's a huge event. And it's really fundraising online from six in the morning until midnight. So 18 full hours of fundraising and there's a site set up. People can go and they, they log in, they make a donation and they can uh, make comments. We also accept volunteer applications during that same time. And so it's a huge day for us and we're planning this year to do events throughout the day. So we're looking to do lunch on a patio where we can social distance. Uh, we're looking to do dinner and drinks on the 
patio, have a couple of dogs there so people can enjoy petting them and meeting the dogs. And it's a really great day of outreach for us as well. So we're really excited about it this year. And that's what I'm going to be spending my day with the dogs, fundraising and telling people about rescue and why it's important to adopt, not shop. So yeah, I'm really excited about this year's event. Yeah, that's a that's those those types of fundraisers are, are great. Like we're up here in Minnesota, and we do a similar give to the max day, and it, just, it shines such a spotlight on on nonprofits that um, maybe we don't hear about as often, such as yours. And so it's you know every little uh, every every little bit helps, um, and being able to raise as you said like eight thousand in one day is is huge for for sm- small nonprofits. It really is. And, you know, one way that we connect to the local business community at the same time is, uh, and this is a wonderful, I think anyway, it's a wonderful opportunity for small businesses that have small budgets. You know, you can donate as a business or sponsor these types of events, like the one that you mentioned in Minnesota and North Texas Giving Day. You know, you can, as a, a small business, sponsor those. And that means the world to the nonprofits because we're getting, even if it's $50 here or $25 there, it all adds up in the end. And it's a wonderful way to support your local nonprofits as a business. So we try to work with the entire community and, and take advantage of that and, and work with them. We also, throughout the day, will post social media postings and thank those local businesses and make sure that we're linking out to them as well. So it really brings the whole community together for businesses and individuals and families and the nonprofits. And then, you know, when you can raise, you're right, when you can raise much money in one day and, and it really becomes a budget changer and it becomes a game changer for these businesses and or these nonprofits. And it's incredible. It's really incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's so, that's so cool. So um, as we, as we get ready to wrap up, I mean, I got a couple more questions for you, but what, what, um, What's something that you wish people knew more about animals that are adopted from rescue? Um, you know, I wish that people realize that you can get all breeds and all sizes of dogs to rescue and, and not all rescue dogs have issues. I think some people tend to think that if they're getting a dog from a rescue, it's had a bad past or it's going to have issues and it's going to you know, be a little bit more difficult than maybe getting a dog from a breeder or adopting a dog elsewhere. And that's not always the case. There are times where rescue dogs have had challenges, but they are loving and they are appreciative and you can get a dog in any size, shape, color, and even purebreds. You know, uh, we have had several purebreds go through our rescue. We see them in shelters all the time. So it's not just a month that you're going to get. If you are a fan of a specific breed, there are breed rescues, specific rescues, and even rescues like ours where we take in all dogs, all breeds. You can sometimes find a, a, a purebred there as well. So don't ever hesitate, I would say, to, to reach out to a local rescue. If you have a dog that you're looking for, a type of dog, they can help you match to a good uh, a good fit for your family and, and let the rescue do some of the work for you and, and don't turn them down or, or not think of them just because uh, you're worried about what you might find. You'll probably find a really wonderful family member at the end of it all. That's great. Um, and, and you have five dogs. Um, what, what types of dogs do you have? Uh, I do have five dogs. I have uh, two German Shepherds. I have two Belgian Malinois. And I have a dog that is a mutt. And we're not sure what he is, but probably some sort of golden retriever or a shepherd mix. That's great. So uh, you must, uh, you either have uh, enough room for them to run around or you're going on walks constantly. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. You know, <laughs> Belgian Malinois are very energetic. And so they're always on the move no matter where they are. So it's. <laughs> It's always a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, so, Kim, how can people find out more about I Am Dog Rescue if they wanted to donate to, to that cause? Um, they can find us online at IamDogRescue.org, and they can follow along with our weekly or daily activities and dogs and, and the things that happen with the rescue on Facebook at Facebook.com slash IamDogRescue. Excellent. Um, you know, one of the things we like to wrap up when we're doing these uh, these these podcasts is talking about the things that folks are doing with um, small businesses in their communities. And, you know, obviously a lot of your time outside of uh, working with Deluxe and Safeguard is is working with I Am Dog Rescue. But um, how have you um, gone about supporting small businesses as, um, you know, we've been working through this pandemic? Well, I think just like everybody, we're ordering delivery and, and getting some takeout. But I will tell you, you know, five dogs go through a lot of dog food and <laughs> ordering from a national company and having it delivered on a regular basis. But we have a local farm store, small business, family owned, and they started a food delivery service and we switched over. And so I'm using them for all of our dog food now. And uh, and I feel good about being able to support that family business with with all of the food we get every week. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose, uh, you know, uh, with with five dogs, that's that's a lot of food. I, I complain about, I have two teenagers and the amount of food we go through, so I can't imagine with five dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, Kim, thanks, uh, thanks so much for doing the podcast with us today. Uh, it's great to be able to talk to you and talk to, to deluxers who are doing different things in the community. And this sounds like you know, it's a real passion for you. And, um, you know, I wish you the best of luck for the North Texas Giving Day when that comes up. Thanks so much, Cam. And thank you for the opportunity to talk to you today. Absolutely. This has been another one of our Solutions Exchange podcasts. You can find us at Spotify, uh, and Apple iTunes, uh, iHeartMedia, and um, on SoundCloud as well. So please listen in and we'll have a new episode every week. 